Hello and welcome back to the disappointment of the century. It's the low budget I think we got it podcast. And then you may be thinking, why is this the disappointment of the century? And I'll tell you, that's because we could not keep our promise from last week making this episode. The first episode will be back in the studio. Unfortunately, due to my incompetence and all-round shackles that I am living in, I am still at home. So, here we are for the season finale of season one of the Low Budget I Think We Got It podcast. That was a very enigmatic intro. I know. I appreciated that. I appreciated the vim and vigor. That you I know, it, it's, 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 it, it just sort of came to me, you know, it was just, just, just flowed. The spirit of uh, our podcast founding fathers. Indeed. <laughs> the spirit of the History of England podcast <laughs> kills you with the, the ghost of the little bit of everything podcast in yeah. your soul. Yeah. It filled me and ignited my flames for vengeance. Vengeance is a strong word. Vengeance is a strong word. It is indeed. But it probably doesn't fit, and that is why I used it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's been... It's, this is our 20th episode. I know, half a year. Half, half a year. How has it come to this? How did we let this happen? The, um, shall we record a podcast? Yeah, sure. That's yeah, kind well, of how it got allowed to keep going. <laughs> yeah, that's probably how we got to this point, but this is... Not our final ever episode. Some of you got excited then, didn't you? When you heard it way too excited. Episode. Calm down. You'll be with us for uh, a lot longer, unfortunately. But this is the final episode of the first season of the podcast. We are deciding, as it's reaching the end of lockdown, to take a take a short break, and we'll be back with you from the first of August. This last we'll- episode with a new yeah. season. We'll be better than ever when we come back. But until then, you're still stuck ever. with season one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about better than ever. The standards weren't very high up till now. So sort of no, we'll just better we'll, than this will be better we'll, than ever. We'll just drop the standards a bit. So by comparison, season two yeah. looks better. Yeah, well, the standards were absolutely nothing on this season of the podcast. Well, they started off really high. Until we got to about episode eleven and we went into lockdown, and now it's just been an it just flopped shambles. But this is it. This is the this is the epitome of what you've all been waiting for. So, so to start us off, should we have a look back at the podcast? Should we have a have a reminiscence? Should we have a retrospective quickly? Should we have a quick In- retrospective into the past? Indeed, we should. So let's go back to our very first episode. Our first episode was our introduction episode. On the 18th of January, we uh, arrived into the world. We were birthed out of the podcast vagina. And with us came a placenta of hope. (laughs) I have a feeling that the start of our podcast was sort of around the time that coronavirus was happening in China. So I feel like maybe we might be to to blame for the coronavirus. We 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 definitely were. We we it makes, it we makes will apologise. We made we a severe and continuous lapse of our judgment. Judgment, but hey ho, we carried we, on. We carried on despite <laughs> our worst efforts. 
But we had the first episode. We had Max on. It's a fun guest. All its glory. Uh, what did we talk about on that episode? I can't even remember. Um, first episode of our new podcast. Here it is in I all its glory. The low budgets present. I think we got it. A That's big not thank you. Tell you anything. <laughs> it won't. A big thank you to the first guest of the series, Max Sutton, for joining us in episodes every Saturday. <laughs> that description was soul crushing. Yeah. He was the uh, only guest we actually had up until the episode where we had guests. I know. There's, we, we promised ourselves, it was like, yeah, we'll have guests. And we only, we only really had one guest. In our, on our first episode, I can tell you roughly sort of what went down. Um, we did like an inch. I, basically, I've gone back to my original notes. For the, for the we, we originally planned every episode roughly what we were going to talk about, but we gave up, didn't we? Yeah. Kind of after the first, second episode. We did the noun segment. We did Try Not to Laugh. We started Podcast King and never finished it. No. <laughs> we should, we'll do that again at some point. We'll, we'll get back to season two. Season two will be the Podcast King. We'll, ha- we'll, we'll try and start again. <laughs> Keyword try. We'll tr- <laughs> try was the word that we maintained for all of this podcast, and it didn't really go anywhere. But, you know. Yeah. So yeah, we did noun segment, uh, podcasting. We did some news. Uh, that was fun, wasn't it? Oh, we looked at um, uh, rubbish African movie posters. Do you remember that? Oh, was that episode one? That was the first ever episode. We um, they we were terrible. They were awful. We did um, no. Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, that one yeah. kind of got etched into my mind. Yeah, that one with oh. the broom through his eye. That was awful. yeah. Then we did Family Feud Canada, where the question was, what was Popeye's favourite food? And she answered chicken. <laughs> that was a good one. And then we did, um, then we did Sharon. Do you remember Sharon? Sharon? Um... Sharon was, it was on um, some British quiz show. I was on Celebrity Mastermind. Oh, I remember woman. Sharon. Some woman from a soap was asked, what's the name of teen climate act? Uh, what? <laughs> What's the name of teen climate activist that published her book, whatever it was, this year? And the woman had no clue. She went, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, no, Greta Thunberg. <laughs> uh, we did Jeffree Star. We did, we predicted what the Oscar nominations were going to be. We didn't get a lot of them right, but you know. <laughs> you, you carried on. We carried on nonetheless. We looked at the Golden Globes winners. Uh, Disney's Baby Yodas. We looked at Reborn Dolls, which are the the little dolls that are supposed to look like kids for people that can't have kids. Uh, fat people fighting. Uh, Dick Twist. Uh, Snow Penis. Uh, I don't remember the last last two. <laughs> no, Dick Twist was the guy. It was um, Miranda. No, it was uh, there was a guy. There were two guys wrestling. And one of the guys was twisting <laughs> the other guy's penis. It was like, ah, twisting my dick. <laughs> Do you remember that? I remember that. Now. We were, uh, I remember. Five, I remember five. the video you posted it on Discord with the caption "dick twist." <laughs> you had no idea what was going on there. I know. <laughs> Seeing as I posted it at um forty three past uh forty three past twelve at night, um. You were slightly confused. We did, um, oh yeah, we did the fireworks. 
that went wrong and they all shot into the crowd. <laughs> the guy who um who crashed through an elevator with his mobility scooter. Oh, the sinkhole guy. <laughs> the guy who rode his uh, <laughs> mobility scooter into the sinkhole. <laughs> I'm going to copy that one because it's so hilarious. I'm going to watch that again. The guy who fell off a ladder. Just a complete schadenfreude. You just love other people's yeah. misery. The woman on the um, escalator who went, tried to go on it in a thing. Oh, yeah. That was fun, wasn't it? It's a that was fun. Mobility. We haven't, we are, you haven't watched Mobility Mary yet, have you? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, we're gonna watch Mobility Mary. Great. <laughs> uh, 89 year old cyclist. We're gonna watch that one again. Uh, the Asian <laughs> guy eating the ice cream. Do you remember that one? The big guy. Oh, cake? yeah. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. That, 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 that was. I know there's a really old video of that Matt, that chat. My brother yeah. showed it to me when I was in like year three or four. That just, was just, oh, I think we watched that video too. Yeah, we watched oh. that one. Watched the beanhead one. I don't know why he finds it so funny. He <laughs> just laughs at his food. <laughs> so, I wish I was like that with the food I ate. <laughs> that, that's inspiring. The the funniest video I think was the firefighter. Who was trying to give a fire safety demonstration and then proceeded to light the entire crowd fire <laughs> himself? <laughs> that was a good one, wasn't it? Yeah, prime example of what not to do. <laughs> that was a great podcast episode. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for that. That taking a brief trip down memory lane. That was our first ever episode. And it, I think it was still our most popular episode, which is quite worrying. That is worrying. Our first episode, and we turned away all of our audience. Every single one of them. That is pretty scary. Let's have a look on Anchor. I was going to say, um, procrastination is on 348. Oh, wow. That's impressive. I know, with uh, the first episode being having slightly more views than the second. Why? <laughs> Why? Well, it's we look- 37 views more. Wow, that's a lot of views, I must that say. That is a whole 37. Anyway, how is I think we got it doing? Yeah, we're doing pretty good. That Our first episode was still our most popular, I think. But we, our, when we relaunch into our second series that that's going to be what takes us over the threshold indeed threshold into the future so we recorded the first episode that day and that day we also recorded if you remember uh we only ever did four commentary tracks because then we went to lockdown we recorded that day we recorded Naomi and Eli's no kiss list and the (sighs) I hated them why? They were astounding. Terrible films. They were, they were absolutely movie. awful. I I seriously beg to differ. They were... They I mean, you can tell why those films were Netflix originals and never made it into cinema. It's because well, they're just that bad. Well, you say that, but Kissing Booth 2 is getting a theatrical release. Yes, listeners, you heard that right. There's a Kissing Booth 2. And when we get back into the studio, we are going to be watching the trailer for it. 
Are you excited? It's, it's just, it's just all my PTSD in one trailer, really. Are you excited for the Kissing Booth too? Absolutely not. Why not? Why? Why are you not excited for the cinematic <laughs> marvel that is the Kissing Booth? Because the first one was an utter shamble. At least with Minions Two: Rise of Gru, the first one is just—it's a masterpiece. But the, the, it's not the Kissing Booth. It's just, it was the bloody it's like someone found a script in a dump truck wrote some other words into it on in hot pink ink and i was like yep that's a film right that it, what the hell is hot it's pink harder ink? to say than i thought it would you know like, like 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 on my gay pen that is not a homophobic slur it just is a gay pen but the hot pink sure, one that i have sure. you can try and justify all you want but we know you're a <gasps> oh my god it's fixed oh no it's not Oh, it's kind that of fixed. Was so anticlimactic. I am. I. Something I am not. Kind of fixed. How can how can something be kind of fixed? What does that entail? Well, the gay pen met its very tragic end at the hands of Thomas Holly. Oh God. Um, God. Yeah, it was. Uh, the pen was eviscerated. Then it was um, had its insides folded out shape. And um, I had to reviscerate it. Not quite sure that's a word, but um, yeah. And then I, it, it just didn't work. Basically, I mean, if I were putting something down, I'm not sure if you can hear these clicks, but if I put another pen down, the other one stay down. It wouldn't come back up. But somehow I've left the gay pen untouched for like four months, and it's magically fixed itself. Apart from the black ink, which is a uh, that's quite funny, actually. So, yep. so yeah. how, how long have you had the gay pen for? Can we elaborate on this? When did you receive said pen? Um, I received it twenty uh, fifth of December. To so it's almost so it's in it's, so it's about a month apart from the. It was a it was a stocking filler. About a month apart from the birth of the podcast. Yeah. So, uh, in a way, we have survived longer. We are the cockroach in this situation. Everything else could die. The, the world could be turned... The world could become a zombie apocalypse. But the one thing that would be left would be the low-budget podcast. You can't take us off the air. We're here. Original pirate material. Lock down your aerial. Uh... We are here, twenty four seven. You're never gonna be lonely when when you have us around, are you? Unless no. you're really, really lonely, in which case, uh, contemplate suicide. I don't know. That's encouraging <laughs> words from Charlie Hills. <laughs> this is not the suicide podcast. As we all know, this is the boating knowledge podcast. It is where we have intense boating knowledge, courtesy of Charlie Hills. Yeah, do you want to know another boating fact, actually? Of course, I, I do. There's, uh, a, a popular type of music called um, boat rock music, uh, which is when you uh, stand on one side of the boat and then you run to the other side of the boat, and all of the um, the uh, slaves trapped in the bottom of the boat who are being shipped across to the other continent, they scream out really loudly in pain, and that is what boat rock is. Entire CDs were. Uh, huzzah! That is, that, that is some pure essence 
um, finally fans. distilled knowledge. That, that is knowledge for the ages. If you don't, if you if you don't know boats, have twenty minutes with me, and you will know boat. You you will know everything boats. about boats. You'll know boats more than you know your own mind. Exactly. You'll never that... find a better source of information than uh, my boating fact, because as we know, I am I am the pariah of the boating world. I am a social outcast because they don't they don't want me to share the facts. They don't want me to share the industry knowledge. You know those adverts you get on dodgy websites where it's like, find out how these Basildon mums became millionaires, the secret their husbands don't want. Oh, to I hate them. Yeah, that's me. I find it so the, funny. The thing is, I can, I can find those ads on non-dodgy websites. They're just everywhere, Charlie. They're so annoying. It's funny because they're, it, they're always, almost always a direct dichotomy. It's always an oxymoron. How these Basildon mums became millionaires. There's some logic for you. Jeez. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Crack, of course, because that's the what's the drug of choice of Basildon? I imagine it's meth. Because they uh, look like they're on meth. Don't they? I don't know, but there's a lot of drugs in Basildon. But that could be. There's also a lot of knife crime. So yeah, avoid there's... avoid underpasses in Basildon. <laughs> there's a lot of knife crime in Sugden Avenue. So avoid Sugden <laughs> Avenue and Basildon. Arguably, the thing is, I, it's the most crime-ridden area. I cannot place. see how that is. All it is is just it's just a retirement place. It's just that's a bunch of old people. Is, that's what and, makes it so easy to commit crime there. No one would expect that yeah, oh, yeah. an avenue killer. You've just got a bunch of old people and a bunch of people who've entered their midlife crisis in um. Sugden Avenue. I'm praying that my nan doesn't listen to this because I just called her old, oh, and I just called her that a second time. I'm so sorry, nan. Oh, I know God. she's listening to this. Pray, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Um, if it makes you feel any better, um, granddad's granddad's older. Consolation. I have no clue. Um. Um. Uh, oh dear, I don't know actually. Well, I feel like Sugden, they live in Sugden Avenue. Yes. They might have a um they might have insight to who the uh the Sugden Swindler is then. I'm gonna call him the Sugden Swindler <laughs> because I imagine all of the crime is just one old man who used to be an ex con and now his <laughs> some enjoyment is murdering teens and setting things mm. on fire. Because yeah, his he, he, arson <laughs> rates in Sugden Avenue are absolutely through the roof. I know. He, he fit, that, that old man probably thinks he's like Danny Ocean. He's just robbing house after house <laughs> in Sugden Avenue. Sug, Sugden Avenue, the, the, crime, the crime epicenter of the UK. What exactly. What do you do about it? Nothing. The, Hello. the Swindler oh. will catch you. Don't, don't go down there. If you don't want to be in for a nasty surprise, he might rape your bum. Exactly. We are Sugden Avenue. We have more crime than Cavett Cove. Well, that is a reference you'll get if you're old. Or that's a reference. My Thank brother. You. <laughs> oh, that's sad. That is real sad. That, we just reached a new low we have. That is I know. the bottom of the barrel. You see, you should be thanking me. This episode will be so poor... Because of that reference, that season two will just be blinding. 
Oh. But no, no one will no one will listen to season two if this episode isn't any good. So yeah. all regular viewers have just disappeared. <laughs> I thought they disappeared after episode one. Which is, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> about right. They heard the first three minutes and thought, nope. No, We're getting out of here. That's not, that's not, let's not do that. That's uh, not, it's not, appro- it's not appropriate to listen to this podcast around your elders around you. One thing I hate, actually, can we discuss this? I hate yes. the thing, the, I hate the phrase, respect your elders. It doesn't make any sense. Why? That's basically like asking for a participation trophy because you're old. No, you don't know anything. There's people younger than you that know more than you just because you have life experience. Just because you've lived to the age of 75 doesn't mean you have life experience. You've probably led the most sheltered Tory life possible. You're well off and you've got a pension. You don't have to pay a TV license if you're claiming state benefits. Who cares? No, I'm not going to respect you. I'm going to spit on your corpse. Maybe not that last bit. Also, (laughs) where is the line drawn? Is someone two months older than me an elder? Do I have to respect them? Why? Do I have to respect criminals because they're older than me? No, it's a stupid phrase. What do old people know? Nothing. They might know about knitting and how to be casually racist, but apart from that, what the hell do they know? Are you saying that we should change the phrase to respect people who deserve to be respected? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe it's I mean, like less convoluted than that. Maybe something like respect people. Respect your elders. No, but respect no. people is debatably even worse than respect your elders. Yeah, but at least it's not targeting a specific group and saying you must respect. Okay, so respect the world. No, but respect people implies that I have to respect all the chavs that I see when I'm on my dog walk. Jesus Christ, there are a lot of them on Tuesday. What? Specifically Tuesday. Specifically Tuesday. It's I reckon there was at least 20. My brother reckons there was at least 30. So, so jeez. What, what about the phrase respect the worthy? Yes. It sounds a bit too Hunger Games-ish, but I feel like I like that. I feel like it adds a certain je ne sais quoi. Indeed. So, may, uh, may that phrase be ever in your favour. <laughs> respect the worthy. Respect your elders. I don't want to respect my elders. Why would I want to do that? What does that, what does that do? Exactly. Well, Charlie, you're only saying that because if you had to respect your elders, you could not kick your nan. Yeah, fair enough. That's, that's <laughs> a drawback from respecting my elders. But the thing is, though, that respect your elders is such an ambiguous phrase, really, because a lot of old people I know are racist. They're, they are experts at casually peppering the N-word into conversations. They are. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to respect that because that makes me complicit. What's the point? Why am I respecting them? Why am I throwing respect on their name? I'm taking back my respect. No, I don't care that you survived World War II because you were kid and got evacuated to a plush country home. You didn't do anything. You survived World War II. Shut up. No one cares. Get in your grave, Grandma. Right off the highway. No good spot. You don't get a good graveyard spot. No, you don't. You're an old woman. You're an old bat. You're an old cow. You don't deserve it. Are you speaking from experience on that last bit, or is that just... I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'm drawing on a sort of subconscious memory. Maybe. 
I'll have to develop my understanding of the issue further. But yeah, respect your elders. It's a rubbish face. Do you know any? Do you really know any elderly people that are worth respecting more than any other people that are worth respecting? I don't really know any that I don't know any personally that are worth respecting more than I'd respect anyone else. Respect is there to be earned, is it not? I mean, more. Is, that's yeah, probably not. But I, I do know elderly people who should be respected. Yes. Elaborate on that. Um. Uh. Ba- basically, my grandparents. What? The, the, what have they've, your they've done very done well. Respect worthy. Um. My respect nan. Review. My nan. My nan used to work in the in the school that Marc Francois attended, and my nan had a feeling that Marc Francois was a twat. But she was. But she didn't murder him, so we can't respect her. No, but I will respect her for you know thinking that Marc Francois is a twat. Yeah, <laughs> that deserves respect. Part, she's still part of the Francois oligarchy. No, because she didn't kill him. Yeah, but no, because does that she... mean you are part of the Francois oligarchy? No, because she had direct access to him. She made explicit in the fact that he turned out such a twat. So, no, my, my, nan, my nan avoided him. That's that's a weird thing for an adult working in a school to avoid some weird. <laughs> I know. That's really weird. <laughs> I, I think because she worked in like the, a separate building, that she was yeah. never really there, and <laughs> she she just put it down to I avoided him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's respect worthy though. I feel like maybe that's praiseworthy. Nah. Why, why do we respect your granddad? What's he done that's respect worthy? Um, he has done my grand, granddad. Uh, these are both on my dad's side. So this one. Um, <laughs> Excluding he, your mum's side entirely because I imagine they're awful people. Is that no, why? No, 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 they're very good. I, I, can, I can get to them. Um, okay. This is going to be right. Grand, granddad. Um, He's done a lot of stuff. It's his birthday tomorrow, so happy That's birthday, Granddad, in advance. Worthy. No. Um, <laughs> so um, he he's done a lot of stuff in life. Um, he didn't do. Uh, he was brilliant at sports in school. Um, didn't do too well academically, but he gave birth to Dad. No, he didn't. My nan gave birth to Dad. <laughs> Sorry, Granddad. <laughs> <laughs> Quite worrying. <laughs> well, them them two together. So they did a good job with him. Um, no, my granddad was very good at sports. Um, then he he left school and he did DJ work. He's done a bunch of shows in the Towngate Centre. Both my nan and my granddad do uh, volunteer to do the polls. They run their own polling station um, when election time comes around in the UK. They do very well there. They do a they do a lot of stuff. <laughs> the fact you said they run their own polling station makes it seem like it's a privately run operation. <laughs> you, you they they, they have to pay. People have to pay ten quid a vote. They have a toll charge for voting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he, he's okay. done very well. Let's dissect this quickly. A lot of the a lot of the sporty people in school. Do you respect them? Um, no, the twats. But exactly, exactly. Yes, he was by that. Oh no, he. I, anyone, I, I highly guarantee you he wasn't. Anyone who has ever been good at sports in a school ever throughout any point in history 
maybe excluding before the 1900s. I hope your granddad's not born in the 1800s. That would be weird. Um, Actually, I will say one thing. Reese Dabbs, he is good at sports. And yeah, he is, he is a very nice chap. He's not good at sport. <laughs> right. I know you said don't message him until uh, the solstice. Don't do it. But I think that is worthy of a message. Don't. <laughs> you can call <laughs> him. Call him and do it, but don't break the solstice pattern. Yeah, I think you should call, can you call him live on the podcast so I can tell him he's not good at sports? So I'll, I'll call him now, see yeah. if he responds. This is going to be a live sporting based update from Reese Dabbs because he's not, he's good at a sport, but he's not good at sports objectively. Does that make any sense? I feel like that makes sense. He's not because I feel I feel like there's a certain there's a certain level of bureaucracy involved in people that are good at sports. You have a certain certain je ne sais quoi way. I've used that phrase twice already. Wow. But yeah, people who are good at sports, no, no thanks. No thanks. Not not for me. That's not one for my that's not one of my uh pastimes. So whilst we wait on the call, because I feel like Will can't do two things at once, that's uh, just the way he works, um, I would like to tell you about the Indian philosophy of the Yugas. Um, so we're going to start off talking about the Vedas. Now the Vedas, not Vedas as in Darth Vader, but the Vedas, V-E-D-A-S, are a large body of religious texts originating in ancient India composed in Vedic Sanskrit. The texts constitute the oldest layer of Sanskrit literature and the oldest scriptures of Hinduism. And there are four Vedas, the Rig Veda, the Yarish Veda, the Sam Veda, and the Vara Veda. And within the Vedas, there's a theory of the Yugas. And a Yuga in Hinduism is a large period of time that relates to the past, present, or future and describes one of the four Dharmic ages. And now there's four different types of Yugas we have. And this is what life is broken it broken up into the circle of yugas we have the satya yuga which is um 4800 years and that's 100% light 100% positive things then we have the treta yuga which is 3600 years 75% of the satya yuga time that's 75% positive 25% negative and then we have then we have the dapara yuga which is 50 50- could you hear any of that no i was just talking about hindu mythology what did he say? So you didn't hear any of my conversation with Reese? No. Ah, Shiza. What what did he say? Okay, he said he was he is good at sports. Um uh, uh football, running, rugby are his main ones, but he also delves into stuff like um swimming, javelin. So yeah, he he is an all rounder. From what, what I can tell in PE basketball, despite his t- tiny stature, he, he's pretty good. And he does play the guitar. Like, granddad, granddad kind of plays the guitar. Um, but do you respect Reese, though? Do I respect Reese? Um, he, you know, he's got tiny hands. Yes. He is like grade five or six at guitar. But you still. With those tiny hands and those tiny arms, that is pretty impressive. It's impressive, but I still don't respect him because he is. Has tiny hands. Yeah, of course. Um, it's credit to him entirely. Yeah, he um, asked him how he was. He said he was good. Um, 
He said that he's going to see me on results day. And I said, okay, we'll see about that. And That's we, we, ridiculously ominous. I know, but hey-ho. Um, um, we, we made a bet earlier. Uh, uh, yes. Was it last year? Earlier last year, um, where he predicted my GCSE results and um, said that I die on the 4th of September. So um, it's quite worrying. I hope you do die on the 4th of September. Not because I want you to die necessarily, although I do, but um, it would be funny for his prophecy to come true and have your death on his consciousness. Though so he, he, he did sound a bit, a bit ominous when we made that bet. He said, because he, he reckoned he was a time traveller, he said, um, I couldn't quite see the year on your death certificate. All I know is that it was 2000 blank and he reckons it was 2020 and judging oh, by how this year judging by how this year is going so far i would not be surprised yeah so, central yeah and then i said um expect a message from me on the 21st of december about the solstice and he said don't worry i'll remember so thank you very much reese i really hope he does remember and he texts you first <laughs> if he texts me first i might as well just give up on life <laughs> I failed. Then you would respect him. We're gonna have to get back to hit. Get if back you sabotage, if you sabotage this, I will not I find out. Okay, good. But if he does, res- if he does do it, then I will change my opinion on respect for him, and I will respect him for that. If he messages you first. Oh, that's why I forgot to ask him. What did you forget to ask him? I was going to ask him um, how much more money has he spent on phone games. <laughs> I'm sorry, Reese, but you have lost all my respect now that I've remembered that. Exactly. <laughs> but he spends so much money on phone games and then he just deletes them next it's week. So <laughs> you can't even get a refund on them. It's so funny. Uh, Reese, that's hilarious. He's not going to have any fortune to his name. You know what? He's not going to have any money to his name by the time he's twenty, but at least he's going to have like yeah, phone, phone games. It's like no, 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 no. I have bought over two thousand pounds worth of phone games, <laughs> and I've got all the updates for every single one. <laughs> In purchases, you say nay, for I have purchased them all. <laughs> I know what every purchase does. I have every DLC in the world. <laughs> the, the thing is, is that he rates his purchases, purchases <laughs> because um, I was talking to him about them, and he was like, "Yeah, they, no, this this one's like really good. It's really good value. You get all this." And then there was this uh, purchase for um, like it was five quid. And he said, "Oh, it was terrible. It was the worst purchase I've ever done. I would say that's worth about five p." So he he paid like one hundred times what he should have spent for it. He's, oh, oh. silly man. You are. But hey, does thank it, you, Reese. Does it actually bring him any joy? Because I can't think <laughs> it any joy whatsoever beyond the five seconds of gratification he gets for going, yes, I wanted this, I bought it. And then after five seconds, he's like, nah, wasn't worth it. He probably likes the emails. 100%. <laughs> Because when 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 you buy stuff, they send you through like email receipts. He, he probably just likes to collect those receipts. He probably prints out every single one and hangs get, them on his bedroom wall. Get any other messages? That's the only <laughs> messages come from his um the email the email lists he subscribed to, 
and uh, Apple was... <laughs> Uh, I know his email. Should I subscribe him up for BuzzFeed? Wait, can you send me his email? I'll subscribe. I'm, him I, I'm not. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not that mean. I, I cannot. Wait. His email is my in my possession only. You should you should sign him up to a spam email because there's a website that signs up any email address you put into it for spam email. And you can control how that is quite funny. Go for you can control it to send for the lifetime, and how many times a day you want them to send a spam email. It doesn't even go to the spam box; it goes to their main in 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 inbox, <laughs> their, their inbox. So I I did it on a friend once, and it's twelve thousand times a day. <laughs> oh, right into the inbox. Ouch! That's a lot of emails. What is that? Is that like one every three seconds or so? I don't know how. That's painful. That's ridiculously painful. Beauty, though, isn't it? A beauty of modern engineering. Indeed. I cannot find his email. I wrote it down somewhere. I think I can still remember it, but I'm not sure. (laughs) You dox Reese on the podcast. Oh, no, there it is. Nah, I I remembered his email wrong, so I wouldn't have done it. No, he, um,. He predicted me an eight in English language, a nine in maths, and eight in biology. Nine, oh, eight in chemistry. Oh, that's cheap. Um, nine in physics, eight in drama. That's Ooh, also cheap. Very nice. Eight in history and eight in French. We will see just how true he is because if he is true on all of them, then um, there is very, it's very likely that I will pass away on September fourth. That is quite worrying. <laughs> that was a really desperately sad way to put it. <laughs> on September 4th. But you know, you win some, you lose some. You lose yeah. some, but you know, what are you going to do about it? In this economy, you Indeed. can't to be sad. Um, I can't even remember what you're talking about. Oh yeah, respect. Respecting your elders. We went from respecting your elders to your grandparents to restab. <laughs> which is the best <laughs> conversation ever. <laughs> Especially because literally none of our viewers probably know who he is. Especially the Swedes. We should do a... Of course, that would be weird if he was a popular celebrity in Sweden. Ah, oh, shall we make him a popular celebrity in Sweden? Right. I'll, I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll get him to send me some guitar songs through. So, because as long as I don't message him, I think I'm, we'll, we'll be fine. Yeah. But yeah, when we can make Reese a celebrity in Sweden. I've oh. just had an idea. I've just we'll had, sign, we'll sign him up idea. for like the Swedish Eurovision. What my I've do you want to know my idea? I do. So I photoshopped, I edit together a video of, of Reese's face, lots of different pictures of his face, underneath a really sort of dramatic sensual guitar solo, uh, make it into a 20-second advert, upload it to um our Facebook and Instagram, uh promote the ad, but promote it only in in the most popular cities and run the ad for 10 days comes a Swedish celebrity for no reason whatsoever. We should definitely do that. But we, w- w- we, should, we should get his consent because no. you don't know okay. what could happen. Oh, that's the point. <laughs> exactly. get Reese murdered. I mean, we could always potentially find someone else um, to make us make a celebrity. You should just. What well, I really don't understand why why we didn't think to do that to ourselves to actually promote the podcast. We'd rather pr- 
promote Reese tabs <laughs> as a person <laughs> and promote the actual thing we should be promoting. <laughs> we have our priorities straight at the low budget, so I think we got it yeah. podcast. We should just promote the podcast in Sweden and we get entirely Swedish based listeners. That, that, that'd be brilliant. How long? How, how how long do you reckon we'll have to promote to get uh, the Greta herself to listen? The Greta Thunberg. Uh, because as soon as we have her listening, oh, I I reckon I can find out what her address is. So we should target the ad vigorously to the street she lives on. Exactly, and then she starts listening. Then she gives us an invitation to the UN, and then we could perform at the UN. Perform what at the UN? Rachel Voller rap. <laughs> yes. We'll just perform anyway. We'll just perform the entirety of Shabby Road or Mullet Festival, depending on when this happens. We will perform it to the UN. <laughs> what other teenagers in the world could say, I've performed in front of the UN? I Not delivered a fun. speech, because delivered <laughs> a speech is completely different. Performed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it would be just hilarious if we did an extended version of Rachel Voller rap. <laughs> And we bring Rachel Voller on stage and we really hype her up. And all the world leaders have no idea who this woman is, but are forced to clap for Rachel Voller anyway. No, we write a speech for Rachel Voller, then we're her like, and we introduce her, and we do the entirety of Rachel Voller act to introduce her. <laughs> Just so she can come up. And, and her, her speech is only about reopening the CLC. Yes, <laughs> That's the only subject on it. Entirely based on refunding the CLC, not climate change, not international warfare. No, her her, her arguments for reopening it are: if we don't reopen, climate change could exponentially increase <laughs> in the next several years. And it's been proven that Afghanistan are on the edge, on the verge of war, and they have Afghanistan have contacted me directly and saying, if you do not reopen the CLC within the next three weeks. I will be forced to wage war on the modern world. Yeah, that, and at that point, she gets out a phone and she's changed her contact's name to Afghanistan. And then the person who's that contact is messages her that exact text. And then she just shows it to the world leaders. <laughs> she, gets a, she gets a call from Afghanistan, but it's just you and you've stood around the corner of the stage with a voice, voice modifier on to make your voice slightly deeper. <laughs> Hello, this is Afghanistan. <laughs> we, the people of Afghanistan, command you to reopen the Wickford CLC. <laughs> all, 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 all will um, launch a surgical airstrike on the Bromford's premises. We Complete. Will not, we, we will not touch the CLC. We will just explode <laughs> everything around it. I repeat, the CLC will not be touched. <laughs> We will literally explode <laughs> everything on Earth, apart from the CLC. <laughs> I feel like that would be the peak of the low budget. That would be the peak of the low budget. That is also a very good plot for the next Mission Impossible film. That is a so, ridiculously um, good plot for the next... Wait, should we write that down or should we make it a movie? Should we make a yeah. parody of Mission Impossible about saving the CLC? <laughs> saving yes. a <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna. Add, I'm actually about to write that down. Give us an idea. Mission impossible. I spelled impossible wrong. Yeah, of course you did. I wrote immorsible. 
I've disconnected. So I th- do you know do you know what we should do? What? We should that the UN every year hold a young speakers competition for the chance for a young person to take their speech in front of the world leaders at the UN. This is a real thing, by the way. And we should write a passionate speech about climate change or something, whatever, whatever thing's popular at whatever time. And the start of each line is um no where every other word is the lyrics to Rachel Volarap or something ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> or the or the or the first line of every every um line of the speech, the first letter of every line of the speech spells out something ridiculous. <laughs> or we could do an incredibly coded message, you know, like that one horrible history sketch where it's like the coded message and the guy got it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> And every every third word is just something innately about Rachel Voller or Mr. Beedham. Both. Mr. Beedham based speeches. That's a niche market. That is. That's the, but that's I, the I, only market. I, I, I reckon the UN leaders will, will enjoy it. So. If we made it passion we should genuinely do it. We should genuinely apply to the UN Young Speakers competition with a speech <laughs> about Rachel Voller. <laughs> <laughs> R is for real world issue. A is for a real world issue. <laughs> C is for children. Real world H. issue. H is for help. This is a real world issue. <laughs> the speech is called. Guess what the speech is called? Real world issue. No, Rachel Voller. <laughs> Rachel Voller's real world issue. That sounds like a BBC panel show, doesn't it? Rachel Voller's real world issue. <laughs> that was like Alan Bennett's talking heads, but for Wikipedians. <laughs> Just speech about how Pauline Quirk should be recognised for the Oscars. <laughs> Why? Pauline Quirk's <laughs> performance in the sitcom Birds of a Feather as Sharon. Papadopoulos um, should be regarded as the greatest performance in all of history. Should it not be? Should it? Also, the fact that a woman whose sole claim to fame is the fact that she played a character in a sitcom called Sharon Papadopoulos runs a 200-strong school of acting academies is the weirdest thing I, I could ever think of. The last last thing that seems to be documented on Google of her doing is um, Broadchurch in 2017. She has had a really slow career. So what, has she just spent the last three years like putting on weight or something? She's just grown in size exponentially. Oh look, she wrote a book. Where have I gone? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe instead of writing, uh, writing a book called Where Have I Gone, you should actually make a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> that was written in 2012. That was before she started acting. Again. Uh, oh, this is so sad. Her, her children are Charlie Quirk and Emily Sheen. But if you compi- combine them together, you get Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a missed Quirk. opportunity, Quirk. God damn it. Yeah, Quirk, it Pauline. Was... <laughs> oh, Quirk. Quirk. <laughs> I like for a very brief period of time she was ridiculously skinny mm. and she looked really weird and now she's really fat again. 
<laughs> and her husband <laughs> looks like one of the hairy bikers. There's nothing like keeping weight off. <laughs> she looks like the Scottish Prime Minister in one of those photos. My god, she is fat. There was a Sun article on <clears> her on the 27th of May 2019. <laughs> it was Pauline Quirk hits the shops after losing three stone, and the slogan was Way to Go. It's in what? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what did she do in Broadchurch? I don't know. Some rubbish. Um... Pauline Quirk documented her weight loss battle after being left embarrassed by her size. <laughs> and then she just got fat again. She played Susan Wright in Broadchurch. Ah, right. Indeed. See, she, the most recent acting job she's actually done is on the PQA TV YouTube channel. She did a story time video where she read a book called Tidy. Ouch. I'm going to send you this book called Tidy. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to enjoy it. Um, she was in a 2002 film, I believe this was. Uh, it's called Being April, where she played April. That was quite imp- impressive, playing an entire month. Yeah, that's. she must have gone undergone a rigorous uh, transformation for that one. <laughs> <laughs> they they just photo um not photo uh just green screened her into the clouds. I'm trying to find this now. Oh look, we got a personal life. Hell yeah, I'm reading into this. <laughs> she was in a film called The Perfect Burger. <laughs> I'm sure she ate that. I'm sure she loved that one. <laughs> she was in um oh she was in a thing called Arthur's Dyke. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say that. Wait, what? No way. She was in David Lynch's The Elephant Man. Uh, she, Pauline Quirk, suffers from severe stage fright and nerves. Why has she gone acting school then? <laughs> That's what she said in 2007 <laughs> on a live show. <laughs> she, she, she said she normally refuses to appear on live television shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh no so she w- this is shocking she was in the day for- this is one of my favourite films of all time I never realised she was in this David Lynch is the elephant man this film is regard. honestly when I tell you this film is regarded as one of the <laughs> most outstanding films of independent cinema of all time god it's an amazing film and guess what part she played who Second whore. <laughs> Thanks. Holly. Is that where the elephant man comes? Elephant man haircut look. And bounces yeah, comes because from. Because he's got one. He's got one big swollen side of his head. It's based on a real man. Mm. Paul Quirk also had a small role in the movie The Elephant Man with future uh, Emmerdale colleague Leslie Dunlop. Huzzah! Shine on Harvey Moon. If you're into Pauline Quirk, and Pauline Quirk, I would love to be into Pauline Quirk. <laughs> she um, she was in a 1982 thing, The Return of the Soldier, where she played girl searching in hospital. <laughs> what? what, what? Spot Pauline, 
<laughs> we should do a Pauline Quirk cameo watchathon where we don't watch the things she's actually had good parts in. We just watch the films that she had very brief cameos in to try and spot <laughs> her. And the first person to shout bingo gets the point. Which should we do? That? Should we do a Pauline Quirk off? <laughs> have to dress as a different Pauline Quirk based character. I'm writing this down because it's an amazing idea. This, he was in a TV TV thing called Pauline's Quirks. Oh, where I she played that. herself. It was like mm-hmm. a, a reality, not a reality show, but like a variety show, wasn't it? For God's sake, Pauline, you just said earlier that you suffer from severe stage fright and nerve. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? She had a seizure on stage. <laughs> Pauline, what are we going to do? We haven't even finished the first episode yet. <laughs> You've only just stepped on stage for your first monologue. <laughs> Dark heat. They just get the CEO of Quirks in. Quick step in. <laughs> get on the stage now. You're the closest <laughs> thing we have. <laughs> Seriously, for a woman who has severe stage fright, she thought it would be a good idea to open a stage school. Where, where the biggest component of it, the one that has the most focus on it, is musical theatre. <laughs> an, an, an area which she has absolutely no expertise in, it turns out, because she hasn't been, any, been in much musical theatre, has she? <laughs> She's probably past that, judging by her size. <clears throat> she had a bit part as chorus girl number five. Oh. And number six, and number seven. She was big enough for all three. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Apparently she was a very prominent child actress. Do you reckon she was, was she? molested as a child? I don't know. <laughs> How old is she? It's like 112. No? How old is Pauline Quirk? You tell me. I reckon she's... Six... At least 64. No. I reckon she's 63. Should we find out? I'm gonna yeah, say sure. Ah, uh, she's 61. 61. Wow. Oh, she married Steve Sheen, who has done nothing in his life. I'm looking at Charlie Quirk. Me Charlie too. Quirk. Wait, Charlie Quirk is 26 years old. That means... Pauline was, what, 35 when she had him? That's pretty late to be having kids. Cheers. Oh, he's got an Instagram. I didn't know this. Should we see if there's any Pauline pics? He he was in Birds of a Feather. I, I know he had a... How he got that role. This is not like... Mm-hmm. like he d- it's not like he has... Mum is in the show. <laughs> Do you reckon Pauline is a true? Do you reckon Pauline is a true? I I ninety nine point nine percent believe so. <laughs> I can find a picture of every single person he's friends with on his Instagram, but I can't find a picture of Pauline. Is she camera shy, or is she just fat? All he posted on his story is him in the face. Oh, oh, this is hilarious. This is hilarious. You know, it said earlier that Charlie Quirk was um 26 years old. Yeah. Well, if you go into his TV shows, it says Birds of a Feather, 1989 to 1998, which is funny because in 1989, Charlie wasn't born yet. 
In fact, he wasn't even conceived. <laughs> I don't know where Google <laughs> Google pulled was, that from. He appeared as an idea. <laughs> they name dropped Charlie Quark. <laughs> oh, oh, he was on the one show at one point. <laughs> People also search for it. It's got Steve Sheen, and under that it says Father. I, f- I read that as Führer. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Pauline Quirk's ex-husband was a <laughs> I got very confused. He's got pictures of Albert Einstein, Frank Sinatra, and everyone in between. But there's no photos. Oh, there's a picture of him on the set of Birds of a Feather. Where's his mum? There she is. She's on his Instagram one one time. Seriously, this I I could spend days here. I could spend literally days flicking through this nonsense. Please that wouldn't me. surprise me. There she is again. In uh, essentially, who still watches Birds of a Feather? Apparently, it was really popular back in the day, but it's awful. It's so bad. It's like I haven't bad, watched it. It's appalling. You know what? I might make you sit through an hour's worth of Birds of a Feather. Oh, they, please don't. They recently brought it back a couple of years ago for some revitalised shows. And boy, oh boy, it was even worse than the original. Which you wouldn't think that would be possible, would you, with new writers and all of that stuff. But, oh my God, it's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And I have <laughs> seen videos of our performances. <laughs> I thought um wasn't Birds of the Feather the one that Michaela roasted that one time? I I imagine probably because it sucked. I remember when we were in Edinburgh, we spent an entire day when we were performing just watching Birds of a Feather <laughs> because we thought this is the most productive way to spend our time, which I'm sure is what we'll be doing next year. We should just watch Birds of a Feather every single day to learn the greatest tips in comedy performance. Indeed. If you want to know how to be successful, all you've got to do is stare in the direction of the oldie Pauline. Success comes flooding into you. I like. I feel like she should be called ye oldie Pauline from now on exclusively. <laughs> Fine. Ye oldie Pauline Quirk Academy. That's that's inspirational. That is. That is. That, I would. I would give her my blood. Shall I send? Shall I send PQ headquarters a vial of my blood? <laughs> <laughs> Should we do it just as a joke? <laughs> get shut down. No hilarious. We should make yeah. an only. We should make an only fans for Pauline Quirk's Academy. Quirk Academy. That would be the most horrifying thing. <laughs> Do you reckon we could we could we could get someone to send the Pauline Quirk Academy a fake a fake uh, uh, postcard bomb, like the IRA used to do, <laughs> or send or send her a bag of white powder labeled anthrax. <laughs> Breaking Pauline Quirk Academy gets shut down. Could we get arrested for that? Well, it, it, it's up to you. 
I'm exempt from joint enterprise here because it's purely down to you. So you've talked about it, so it's still joint enterprise. Uh, no, it's not because I have no affiliation to this, nor do I um, consent to any of this uh, crime happening. Um, yeah, but you knew about it and you didn't stop it. That's, yeah, but I don't. Uh, no, no, how but how was I, how was I, how was I supposed to know when you were going to do it? I'm, I, I'm nowhere near you right now. I, I, I have no clue. I do not, I do not authorize this. This is, this is a bad idea. I, 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 I don't want to use, a, don't want to use a, the wrong word here. So I'm just trying to find words. So, um, if I get, call get around, if I call you when I'm doing it, then you'll know. Then I'll know, and then I'll say no. So now I'm exempt from joint enterprise. Yeah, joint enterprise imputes criminal liability to the participants in a crime enterprise for all the results from that enterprise. So basically, um, anything to do with it, whatever, even knowing about it is joint enterprise. So you are now uh, under joint enterprise. If I commit the crime, you can be prosecuted. Oh, do you know what that means? What? We should enrest... Uh, next time there's an Oceans film, we should arrest the entire cinema for joint enterprise. Because they, they watched a crime happen, and they didn't stop it. We should, before the screening starts, walk in as policemen. <laughs> <laughs> Sit right in the middle. But we get, like, proper uniforms and caps, and no one can really see our faces. Yeah, and and, and so, suddenly we're arrested for impersonating police officers. But I think that would be funny whenever a crime happens, whenever a minor crime happens in the film, we turn to the people next to us and give them a sharp <laughs> look. We just throw out parking tickets every time there's a car. <laughs> every time a car crashes, parking tickets. Parking bar. <laughs> Or whenever whenever a crime happens, we all have to yell out, "Join Enterprise!" <laughs> You're all under arrest. <laughs> Wait, we should um. <laughs> Sorry, you go. Oh, you you go, Hugo. 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 Uh, just say what? Watch a, a Fast and Furious um film. Give out a bunch of speed tickets, a bunch of murder, <laughs> arrest. <laughs> We should go into um, <laughs> we should go into Fast and Furious, and instead of sitting down, we should stand to the right hand side of the screen, up at the front, and have one of those handheld speed guns. And every time a car goes past, <laughs> we clock the speed limit and put a parking ticket next to the no, We no, we have to bring a ladder, so like. If there's a car near, like, quite hard on the screen where we can't reach, we get on the ladder and we slap the parking <laughs> ticket on the screen. And then when when a certain character reaches 10 points on their license, we have to, like, black <laughs> them out. Their license, we have to get someone dressed in as a judge. <laughs> as a civil judge to, uh, and then they have to go to driving school. Indeed. I'm sorry, Jason. Sorry, but we're going to have to <clears throat> impede you on this one. I have never watched a Fast and Furious film. Don't bother, they're rubbish. <laughs> it, was, it was right. It was, it was like good for the first two ones, then it just got the same thing. It's boring. Fair enough. You know, it is a good film. What? What was that one with Rupert Grint that we were going to watch? I don't know. I've got no clue. There was that one film we were going to watch for the podcast when we can get back into the studio, but it was with Rupert Grint in it. 
Oh yeah, um, I, I I wrote down Rupert Grint's entire filmography. That's not very helpful. <laughs> it's really not. Um, it was some weird film about underpants or something. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Um, Rupert Grint. Thunderpants was it? No, it was like a really specific. Weird film that I can't find anymore. Where was it? I can't. Why can't I find it anywhere? Maybe it was Thunderpants. Yeah, it was Thunderpants, wasn't it? It was Thunderpants. They've changed the poster art. That's why. Oh, this film. Yeah. I mean, it got sixty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, albeit a three point seven out of ten on IMDb. Oh, it's gonna be wonderful. You know, you just know it's going to be wonderful, don't you? <laughs> you can just tell. You can just tell that it's going to be absolutely glorious. I mean, it's it's a brilliant plot. It's an amazing plot. A boy exactly. with uncontrollable wind uh, is working for NASA. That, in itself, I would watch that without hesitation. If someone said... Now, if someone said, do you want a part in this film? Without hesitation, I would go, yes. No, I, I'm shelling out all dignity I have to be in that movie. <laughs> this is actually quite interesting. I had an over-the-phone audition about a year and a half ago for the lead role in this Disney film that's coming out soon with Judy Dench. Um, I just saw the trailer, so I don't think I got the part. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was for the Artemis Fowl. You know the Artemis Fowl? Oh, the Artemis Fowl. Yeah, they made a Disney movie out of it with Judy Dench in it. And I got a call back over the phone, Zoom thing, about a year and a half ago. Because the auditions were in America. I can't really bother to go. Uh, for the lead role of Artemis Fowl. And uh, I don't think I got the part. Seeing as the film uh, has already come out. But um, we'll see. Indeed. I'll see if they call me back. Oh, very exciting. <laughs> very, very <laughs> exciting indeed. Yeah. Uh, no, it looks like a bunch of crud, that film. Yeah, it, apparently it's awful. Um, yeah, I, I've got Disney Plus, and there was like a bit of it, like a trailer that played of it. And it, yeah, it was pretty poor. I don't know why Judy Dench agreed to do it. <laughs> that has a career like just fallen that much. I'm pretty sure she plays a male leprechaun. <laughs> Maybe she just saw Disney and was like, hell yeah. Well, she's on it's TikTok. Money. So, you know. She's on TikTok, so I mean, what else is she going to do? Oh, it's got a 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, that's cold. But a 4.1 on IMDb. Hey. 4.1 out of what? 5 or 10. Oh, wow. Artemis Fowl is a 12-year-old genius and descendant of a long line of criminal masterminds. Criminal masterminds. Joint Enterprise. Charlie, we need to arrest him. We need to arrest him. <laughs> Put him under Susan's arrest. He soon, fi- he soon finds himself in an epic battle, ooh, battle against a race of powerful underground fairies. <laughs> I think. There's an army of Kinkerbells. <laughs> <laughs> who may be behind his father's disappearance. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm a I'm a police, I'm a I'm a hard, hard iron clad oh. policeman. 
And if he comes from a long line of criminals, then his father deserves to be abducted by fairies because he is he's a criminal. Get him locked up in jail. That's not quite, being abducted by fairies isn't quite jail. <laughs> yeah, close enough. So yeah, that could have been me. I could have been Artemis Fowl. You could. I could have um, been alongside Judy Dench. You you could have been the subject of this review. A dull adaptation bound to disappoint fans of the book series and unlikely to win any new ones. <laughs> That's a brilliant. <laughs> yeah, thinking about it now, it's probably good that I didn't I didn't end up getting called back for that part because I would have been subject to multiple torrents of abuse online. I I I, I... I would have, I would have joined in. To be honest, I probably also would have abused you because I <laughs> just would have been funny. Judy Dench, I remember she was on this morning. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is brilliant! I'm sorry, I know you're talking here, but there's this review. It has to be said. Um, I have no clue how to say this name. Oh, Eowyn Colfer, the author of Artemis Fowl book series, described the novels as "die hard with fairies." <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, I feel like I would have abused myself for being in that film. Yeah, you, you probably would have done. To be honest, I might leave a review. One star didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I moaned about how much I hate those people. <laughs> but still... <laughs> 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 I think for a few one star, I'm it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> five stars and Judy Dench ruined her career. Five stars. This Judy Dench could have a real prosperous career. She's a really good newcomer. <laughs> Judy Dench. Judy, 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 Judy. Ah, ah, ah. Do you, do you, do you, do you? Stephen Fry is in the Thunderpants film. Uh oh. Um, Will, quick, name a place on the in Basildon. Name, name a place in Basildon. Well, a shop in Basildon. Yeah, anywhere in Basildon. Go. Um, next. I want to find some reviews. We're doing more reviews. Yeah, do you reckon people will have reviewed Basildon next? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so, next in Basildon got reviewed by Janet Wood. Uh, this is a review for next, by the way. Um, too many shops closing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not related to next. <laughs> Local guide. Local guides, by the way, are supposed to be people who provide long and insightful reviews, who really help out the community, or who really help people decide if they want to shop or go there. And Kathleen Hughes, a local guide, wrote uh, five stars. I like next. <laughs> Thanks, Kathleen. <coughs> uh, um, Court says, uh, fine. Never seem to carry stock and think the clothes have become a bit drab. Nice. Nice. Uh, got more Artemis Fowl things here. I'll, I'll read chunks of it. Oh. If a system for zero-star ratings was ever introduced, this movie would be the cause behind it. Um, 
absolutely no reason to watch this movie unless you wish to see just how bad a movie this can be. Um, <laughs> if you've read the books, don't even bother about thinking watching this. Um, uh, Kajun could well be removed from the story and almost nothing would change. <laughs> There's this, like massive paragraphs about all this. Um, the characters are portrayed incorrectly physically. Um, Charlie, that could definitely have been directed at you. Yeah. A hundred. Um, I look more like Artemis Fowl than the kid who played Artemis Fowl looks like Artemis Fowl. Oh, fair enough. It's like, if you wish to watch the movie, do so at your own risk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a chap. I'm honestly surprised I managed to finish the film. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, judging by the length of this review, this guy spent at least 20 minutes writing it. Yeah, if you really <laughs> care about it that much, then that's sad. The people who right. say this is one of the best movies, yikes. No one has said that. <laughs> no one has said that. <laughs> the review two days ago is, I'm honestly surprised how I managed to finish the film. Uh, 28 people found that review helpful. <laughs> this movie is awful. I answered it fully aware it would have been an interpretation of the source, but there are so many reasons it's terrible. I made notes as we went through. Why do you make notes? Why I'm do you write this. notes on a film? Don't watch this. If you can, remake it. Thank you. Thank you. More like Artemis Fowl. Artemis Fowl, am I right? F O U L. Lol. Oh, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so clever. I'm so, I'm so good. Major lols. Indeed, that is. The movie, the movie felt flavorless at best. I'm not sure what you wanted it to taste of, but you know. <laughs> I was so excited to watch this tonight, but I was left extremely disappointed. Oh no. On an alternative note, I did watch Maleficent 2 last night. This is absolutely <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> what were your thoughts on Maleficent 2? I never watched it. I, I enjoyed the first oh. one. The first the first one's really good. I thought the second one was worse. It was so obvious who the villain was. <laughs> that the, the big plot twist really wasn't a twist at all. It was just mm, obvious. I wonder. I'd say the first one's better than the second. Second's still kind of good, I guess. I'll have a watch. Someone gave it a one-star review and wrote, Warning, do not believe anything I say. Wow, I really, really loved this movie. The plot was just so perfect, it wasn't confusing at all. Artemis was exactly like he was supposed to be in the books. Smart and stupid at the same time. Holly was okay. I love Jack Black as Mulch. It was perfect casting. Roach was, mmm female why why disney i think it was totally perfect and doesn't ruin holly's character as the only female leprechaun and the butler or should dom if i'm being truthful for a moment please disney why did ruin butler dom i guess juliet wow i absolutely support disney taking away butler's sister and replacing her with 12 year old girl and now my favorite character from the books holly being truthful i can't stand what they did to him Disney, I couldn't think that you could ever work, do anything worse than Percy Jackson and Star Wars, but I hate this movie more than anything you've ever done except Breakfast <laughs> 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 
Oh, you could have put that review on um, Wreck It Ralph, and it would still make sense. <laughs> Quick, name a movie. Any movie ever? Go. Um, um, any 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 movie? Um. Oh, I'm just trying to think of a bad one. No, just there's millions of movies. Name a movie. Okay, fine. Kung Fu Panda. Do you reckon there'll be good reviews for Kung Fu Panda? There's... I, hope just, I hope all of the reviews are just painfully bad. Actually, no. If you want painfully bad ones, go Kung Fu Panda 3. Okay, Kung Fu Panda 3 for a short time. Because that is definitely the worst out of all of them. Oh, I remember watching that. It was poor, wasn't it? Mm. It was rather poor. First and second one were brilliant. Then I waited so long for the third one, and it was just just disappointing. Oh, no. There's no, there's no bad reviews for Kung Fu, Kung Fu Panda 3. There are, there's three star reviews, but there's nothing below that, apparently. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. I'm going to try and look at reviews for the Primark in Basel. I mean, I haven't watched a film in ages, but from memory, I'll probably give it, like, three star. Ah, Williams Film Reviews. <laughs> I've watched the film... I've watched the film once, and I haven't watched it since. But, oh, the the first Kung Fu Panda is just... Oh, it's, it's brilliant. It's a masterpiece. There is just no other word for it. It's the greatest animated film of all time. <laughs> masterpiece. Someone is, look, at, look at that. There's literally nothing below four stars. It is just incredible. <laughs> Someone so, reviewed... This is interesting. Barry Love reviewed... um. Primark and said you can obviously tell exactly what he looks like from this. They refuse to sell extra, 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 extra large tops for men <laughs> and the men's and boys sections are getting smaller and smaller. <laughs> I know why that man shops in Primark it's because Primark is just a bunch of cheapskates <laughs> with like terrible clothes. And it's like, oh right, if I go to a a, a, like a shop where it will sell good quality stuff it will cost so much <laughs> let's go to Primark and get it for 50 pence he gave Lock and he gave Lock and Sea Centre in Little Hampton five stars and all he wrote was permanently closed <laughs> yeah. is that an insult like saying thank god it's closed or <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope it was um, I hope it was a positive thing I really hope he thought, you know what? I'm glad. (laughs) Langdon Shopping Centre, five stars. Very run down with almost no shops left open. Not quite five stars, Stuart. No, not Stuart. What's his name? I forgot now. Save Love. Barry Love. (laughs) Sally King. Had over £300 worth of receipts, but the cashier said I never had one for a blouse. I only wanted to exchange ridiculous. (laughs) <laughs> who had who spent over three hundred pounds in Primark? That oh, that is pretty sad. I feel like you can tell that this is an old person. Anne Blanchard gave it a one star review. Always plenty of choice. Easy to park. <laughs> Thanks, Anne, for your one star <laughs> review of Primark. 
Shall we see what what else she's reviewed? Uh, yes. Sitting born train station, five stars, needs updating, had a drink whilst waiting for the train, was okay. Why <laughs> review a train station? <laughs> Why? Why? What what made her go, you know what I'm gonna do today? I'm gonna review this train station I went to. Marks and Spencers, very small, needs updating still. Everything needs updating apparently to her. <laughs> she reviewed another place. Normally okay. Today was not kept up to date. <laughs> Nothing is up to date enough for, for Anne Blanchard. <laughs> Marks and Spence, another Marks and Spencers, very small, not up to date enough. Not everyone is in a smaller size. Why is nothing up to date enough for her? She could go to the most state of the art Japanese restaurant and go, not up to date. No, this is just ridiculous. Uh, she reviewed Lidl in Pitsy, uh, a lovely spot, very quiet, a nice, charming place. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Lidl, a lovely spot. It's a charming place I'm all worried about. How can you be charmed by a Lidl? <laughs> oh, what a lovely Lidl. I love the centre oil. She <laughs> reviewed uh, a beach diner in Clacton with three stars and um, basic diner, old photo. Is it a photo oh. of a restaurant? <laughs> Roman original, five stars, just went to browse. Cheers. Why, why do people review stuff? Completely incompetent. She reviewed W. H. Smith's in um in Hempstead Valley with a one star review because it didn't have what she was looking for. <laughs> but she hasn't told them what she was looking for, so how can they improve? One star. I went only went in for one thing. Someone at the entrance went to direct me. A nice experience. One star. She's not very good, is she? One no. Mark Spencer Blue Water, nice big store. Always find what I want. One star. <laughs> she really doesn't grasp the concept of oh, someone reviewed Primark in Basildon. One star, boring. <laughs> <laughs> I've just seen a review for Primark. Patrick Norwood, one star. I did not visit Primark today. <laughs> <laughs> someone else reviewed Primark in Basildon went. I passed near Primark to get into the car park today. <laughs> Sue Basto reviewed one and, star. Wait, and you can review a shop based on that? Not driving near it. <laughs> this is a slightly more ambiguous review along the same, same lines. One star. Can't say. <laughs> Can't say two, what? Two people reviewed it with one star saying, cheap clothing. I think that's the point. <laughs> that is definitely the point. Uh, Louise Kent, uh, one star, thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> Linda Bark wrote in Indian, uh, rubbid. Uh, translated by Google uh, to rubbid. Me. <laughs> 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 Andy oh, Brinton. brilliant. <laughs> Andy Brinton, 
okay if you like buying clothes off the floor. <laughs> what? <laughs> Two stars. But does he just go to Primark and just every every single bit of clothing is just on the floor? <laughs> the entire shop, everything is on the floor. Do you reckon he means that the stands are on the floor and the clothing is on the stands and the stands are <laughs> on the floor and that's why he's bothered because it's not on the ceiling? <laughs> Someone, Paddy Taggart, which is an amazing name, by the way, wrote, it's okay, very rare. Really? Very rare. Very rare, as opposed to very well done. Service without a smile. Thank you. Oh, this is a great one. Kit, Kit Haunton wrote, three stars, the suicidal thoughts I've been experiencing after going in there have finally subsided. The uncontrollable <laughs> anger in is still there, though. Oh, my God. That's... Should we see if he's got any other reviews? Yeah, sure. I really hope he's got lots of other reviews. Um, He reviewed a... He reviewed a bollard. I didn't know you could review bollards. Nor did I, but apparently you can. He reviewed the bollard outside of the household cavalry musician. Uh, great for staring at. <laughs> 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 Who says a bollard? It's just a big bit of plastic. Oh, great. Third best mm. B&Q I've ever been in. That's high praise. Oh no! Okay, <laughs> can you imagine that person? I just need to pop to B and Q to buy some paint. Okay, where are you going? I'm thinking of travelling about 267 miles north. There's a B and Q there I haven't been to yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it would hold up against my B and Q spreadsheet. <laughs> he refused Stratford <laughs> bus station. Uh, best bus stop in the whole world, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> This man's reviews are perfect. He reviewed Into Lakeside in the shopping centre. He reviewed it like having diarrhea and a bladder infection at the same time. <laughs> oh my gosh. He he reviewed he reviewed Pizza Hut in uh, Leicester Square with um get there early before the noodles start to wilt. To my knowledge, Pizza Hut do not serve noodles. <laughs> uh, no, nor do noodles wilt. I, I mean, I, I've never had noodles, but like plants wilt. <laughs> yeah, noodles do not wilt. They say the same <laughs> How can noodles wilt? Uh, and also, get there before the noodles wilt. I'm pretty sure if you're ordering anything from anywhere, the food is cooked on demand, not they have a big bowl of noodles and you help yourself. Exactly. I mean, if you're out of fast food, yeah, that food might be somewhat slightly old. He's Probably got... not, because they've got a lot of customers, but there's potential it will be. <laughs> Restaurants, no. No, not quite. <laughs> He's got three cracking reviews, one after another. I'll rattle through this quickly. Bond Street, three stars. Car park better than what it actually is. Prezzo Italian in Wickford. Nice, but it was better when it was Bar Plasma. Duke of York, Billericay. Nice, named after a guy who sleeps with escorts and doesn't sweat. <laughs> Thank you. That man must be quite local then. 
Yeah, he reviewed he reviewed a place in Battlesbridge called One Green Bottle. I had eight green bottles, then fell over. Four stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Places that are ridiculously local, and then places that are ridiculously far away. Oh, so... Dirty martini. Not quite dirty enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then he reviewed McDonald's Basildon. It's a McDonald's. Thank you. <laughs> that is so helpful. Tower Bridge. <laughs> Best bridge in London. Fact. We c- he reviewed the Wickford Rail Station South Exit that that other person reviewed and didn't like whatsoever. <laughs> but he he wrote best Southern Exit era train station in the whole world, in my opinion. What's- what is the difference between the South Exit and the North Exit, other than their direction? And why do they need separate reviews? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Tower Bridge, <laughs> West Bridge in London. Fact. You've read that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have I? Oh, yes. Well, it's ridiculous. He also reviewed <clears throat> another McDonald's with "It's a McDonald's." This guy is a genius. Separate toilet in a hotel room. Utter badness. Bed was comfy though. Swings and roundabouts, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this guy, he's at at least fifty-six years old. Yes, and he's either got a greater sense of satire or he's a complete idiot. (laughs) (laughs) You you can't quite tell. (laughs) I like this one. Meat, lots of meat, all the meat. (laughs) I'm giving that review a like. Uh, (gasps) Cavern, prehistoric caves, a geologist's wet dream. (laughs) God, these reviews are up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> this is a good one from the entertainer in Basildon served by the most bored girl who asked me in a sullen tone to go to the website and fill in a satisfaction survey I hope she gets fired Yowch. oh god these are ridiculous I love these so much that, that is pretty pretty painful don't order the burger unless you want to be disappointed. I've seen better presentation on a roadside. And why they have to turn the music volume up to 11 every time I, I come in, I will never know. <laughs> they have a personal vendetta against him. <laughs> One guy. I don't remember his name now. Orton. Should we pick him down? Oh, £5 ticket. More than makes up for sitting next to sweaty chavs. <laughs> Okay, this guy's age has increased to at least 61 years old. (laughs) (laughs) He wrote, for Ikea Lakeside, it's a dystopian nightmare. (laughs) 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 Oh my god. (laughs) He wrote for Marks and Spencers. You don't, this isn't a regular Marks and Spencers. This is the Marks and Spencers in the St. Pancras rail station. I like the jalapeno crisps. Our waistline doesn't. Thank you. Poundland nice. Wickford. Bit overpriced. It's a bloody Poundland <laughs> for crud's sake. You reviewed co-op. Like Waitrose for poor people. <laughs> okay, yeah, that. <laughs> but, then, but then said Poundland was overpriced. <laughs> Hollywood Bowl Basildon. Chav Mecca. <laughs> Actually, from my experience, I haven't barely ever seen any chavs in there. 
No, me neither. Legoland, Birmingham, full of bu- full of bloody brummies. What the hell is he? What's he doing in bloody Birmingham? Why don't go to <laughs> Windsor? Also, bloody hell! It's wrong with this person. He's complaining. There's too many people from Birmingham in Birmingham. <laughs> Jesus Christ! This one's wicked. <laughs> um, he reviewed the Haroldwood Audi Service Centre with two stars. I don't own an Audi. <laughs> Did you go there? <laughs> Nero, um, I, it sells coffee. Thank you. Uh, Kingswood Baptist Church. Lots of talk about a chap called Jeebus. I went in search of the whereabouts of the mighty Thor, but alas, there was no word of him. <laughs> Thank I you. No, do, do you, I, I found something on the internet the other day, and it was pretty funny, and it made a good point. And it, it said... Odin promised that there would be no more ice giants on Earth, and and there are no ice giants on Earth. Jesus promised there will be no more sin on Earth. There is still sin on Earth. Do you see why I think Odin is the true god? Yes. That is that that, that, that is that is this a true guy, chap. This guy thinks Poundland is overpriced. Co-op is too poor for him because he prefers Waitrose, but reviewed some uh, roadside uh, stop centre in Leeds with far too nice for me. Fortunately, work paid for it, so I stole everything in the room that wasn't screwed down. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so this guy is basically a chav himself. Then doesn't re- like five pound tickets, despite them being five pound. Uh, Poundland's too good for him. Co-op's too poor for him. And then he nicked everything, despite it being too nice. I've just read two. I've just read two amazing reviews. Genting Casino in Westcliff. I lost everything. I now live in a cardboard box next to a chip shop. Great night. He <laughs> <laughs> better have rated that five stars. Yes. Good. Then he reviewed South Mim's service welcome break in Bignall's Corner with the most exhilarating stop-off for a piss I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get a stab, so that's a bonus. I bought, he reviewed Wren Kitchens and wrote, I bought a kitchen at Howden's instead. Most people do. So he reviewed a place he didn't buy his kitchen from. Not, not very clever. Full of plastic crap. Love this place. Specsavers thought I'd walked into a card shop. Taking advantage of hormonal mums. My wife loves it. So he's married. Can we track him down? I reckon he's got a Facebook page. Almost definitely. Right. Uh, Fill the time whilst I track down this random man who we don't know. Um, Crud, I have no clue how to fill the time. But I guess... Right. Um, the other day, and by the other day, I mean yesterday, I sat down for like three hours, probably over, well over, but we'll call it three hours because I am humble, apparently. So three hours at the piano, and I only bloody managed to finally compose something. That sounds good. And I was very, very pleased with myself. Um, see, the thing runs at about a minute and ten seconds, but the melody does repeat. 
or the main uh, melody repeats in that time. But hey ho, it sounds nice. Um, yeah, that that that's that's my news for the day. Um, I don't really have don't really have anything else. Nothing of interest. Um, well, I've, no. tracked that. I've tracked him down. Thank God. Of course. Um. So his most recent activity on Facebook is he posted a picture of a knitted strawberry. Um, nice. He works for Brentwood Council. Oh no. He used to work for Basildon Council, but apparently he made a big mistake and has uh, sought to rise above it and become a better person. Now he works. I, fi- for I think I know where he lives. I think I know where he lives. Where does he live? He, you know, on the crossroad by um by Wickford Town, yes. um, yeah. So it's just uh, along the South End Road. If you go down that crossroad, well, basically, if we, we'll, I'll go from your house. If you drive down to the traffic lights by Russell's hairdressers, yeah. you go right from there past the Duke of York. Um, a few houses down, there's a van which is Brentwood Council. I'm like that's odd. I've I've remarked it before. I was like, why would you work for Brentford Council in Wick- when you live in Wickford? And judging by the places he's reviewed, being Prezzo's Wickford, better when when it was Plaza, the Duke of York, which is only just you just follow the South End Road up. I reckon that's where he lives. Should we go track him down and say thank you for your <laughs> service to reviews? <laughs> Profile picture on all social platforms is a picture of his watching a dark, watching the dark. And his um his his bio just says always. Yes. He's only uploaded three photos ever. Picture of his watch in the dark, uh, a picture of South End Seaside, and um the loading icon. I'm gonna f- so many of my friends. Well, I'm gonna my friends are gonna love this one. <laughs> When they find out they're going to fall for it so hard. They're going to fall for it again, just like they did yesterday. <laughs> There's a man called Simon who commented on his... He was the only one who commented on his post, but that post has got 10 comments because they're all from Simon. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious to me. Wait, should we try and see if he's, if he's friends with anyone that we know? I'm trying to work out how I can follow him, but I can't. It's not normally your follow button. Yeah, but it's not even there. I see. Louise Goodwin, don't know who that is. Went to Billericay School, lives in Wheatford, Essex. Do we know Louise Goodwin? You might know someone called Louise Goodwin. I'll find I, out. I'll I don't. Mom because she went to... Do we know Melanie Nash? I don't know who this is, but it looks like she's doing blackface in her profile photo. <laughs> I send it to you. Because it looks really dodgy. Like, when I tell you it looks really dodgy, I mean, oh my god, it looks ridiculously dodgy. Oh. That's, there's a, there's a grey area there, isn't it? Um... I would say that looks like a Halloween party. I don't think so. But there's people in the background that don't look like it's Halloween at all. Halloween. Yeah, that that uh, that is that is pretty dodgy. It might just be casual racism. That could be, but it does look like an old photo. 
Um, that doesn't really do much justice. I know, but it, it just means she's not doing it out of spite for the BLM movement. Because be I know there are there are some people who have done that, which is disgusting, yeah. really. Yeah. Could you imagine if all his friends were just anti? <laughs> I'm trying to work out if we if we know anyone he's friends with. Did you see Boryson's message? Yeah. For Year 11. Yeah. Didn't say anything of any importance, did it? Really? No. I thought he was going to say something nice about results day, and he didn't. He was going to talk to me specifically. I know, but he didn't. I'm like, oh my god, what's wrong with you? Da da da, 20 years. Oh, crud. Do you know what that means? What does that mean? That means on the 21st, if I don't get nines, parents will say, okay, William, you need to start revising. Revising for what? <laughs> the, the, the subjects I didn't get a nine in. Because <laughs> that's just what they're like. It really doesn't matter today because A levels, you've got two years worth. You, there's no point doing any work now whatsoever. Hmm. Unless you've got like preparation for A level, really. Like, there's nothing that. There's nothing that really that you can do, can you? And you're going to no. be starting, essentially, you're going to be starting afresh because it's. Is completely different to what we've done before. So, exactly, and we've had a long break from it. Yeah. I still need to get a suit for six form. Me too. I need to get a couple of those. Pick those up. Uh, shall, shall we message Kit Hornton and say thanks for the reviews? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll we'll um we'll get the answer back to the audience. His answer back to the audience for season two. <laughs> the return <laughs> of Kit Hornton. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if he, when was he last online? No idea. Don't really care. Either way, that's hilarious. Let's hope that we, is. let's hope we, um, establish, um, uh, a dialogue with, should we get him to come to our next show? <laughs> <laughs> Kit Haunton on the podcast. That would be great, wouldn't it? What a chap. Yes. Just to bring his trademark wit and, uh, narcissism to the show if we didn't have enough already. Indeed. All the fun of the fair. What a wicked man. Not wicked as in evil, but as in wicked as in, you know, wicked. Why? Wicked. We've been talking about Kit Hornsen for way too long. We really have. This has been an enigmatic episode, hasn't it, so far? It really has. Shall we? Should we start to finish off before we bore them all to death? Yeah, yeah, sure. Should we play one last game? Indeed. The last last game of the season. Wait, should we do the noun segment and then we'll last game? Yeah, sure. Should we do a a flip of the coin? I feel like we've got to do noun segment, haven't we? We we do have to do noun segment. It, It is only right. It is only fair that we must do the noun segment. Right. Um, poem. Uh, a bloody atom after English literature GCSE, but I'm taking English literature A level, so I'm going to have to get used to them again. I've completely forgotten how to write about <clears> them. Um, yeah. Um, poems, yeah, hated them after the English literature GCSE, but they were also the best part about the English literature GCSE. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> so, um, <laughs> kind of says something about them. It kind of says something about the English literature GCSE. Oh, yeah. But yeah, unnecessary. Unnecessary, normally. University. Um, some of them are good. If they're a Russell Group university, the rest are just a scam. <laughs> well, they are essentially. <laughs> Run by... It's corporate nonsense. <laughs> um, somewhat necessary. Somewhat, yeah, sure. I'll agree with that. <laughs> Union. Um... Unions. Union. Uh, I'm gonna sp- I'm gonna split apart from this one. Ah, uh, nice. I... Stop. Trade unions are useless, but they're kind of not at the trade, same time. Trade unions are not <laughs> useless whatsoever. Huh? Trade unions are not useless. Oh no, they're not. But, but... it's a nice claim to make on Twitter. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just to see how much attention you can get. Trade unions are useless. Everyone's like, no! <laughs> People will probably try and argue against it on Twitter, not knowing what a trade union is. Like, I love trade unions. That was my favourite Silla Black show. Oh, I love <laughs> Silla Black. <laughs> we should do an in memoriam to Silla Black episode. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to call this episode In Memoriam to Scylla Black. Should we just call this episode R.I.P. Scylla Black, The Final Countdown? Indeed. That would Because be it a- is The Final Countdown. Dun-dun-dun-dun. 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 Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-
But at one point, it was called Knife Knee Knowledge. And then some guy came along and said, why are you saying a K? And I was like, you know, I really don't know. So I started saying Knife Knee Knowledge. Is that a fact? Is that a fact checks thing? Um, that, that's what. That's a very um improvised way of quoting Susie Dent. I don't trust Susie Dent. <laughs> her face. <coughs> oh no, Susie Dent. No. Um. Yeah. So it would have been really interesting in Monty Python if they were the knights who said knee. <laughs> that would be. Comic wicked gold. Comic wicked man. So not- I watched Cool Runnings again the other day and it was very fun. Great movie. Yes. Very good. We all need a bit of Cool Runnings in our lives. Indeed. So, um, wives, there is, there, there's lots of shows about wives. Um, Indeed. There's, I find there's a lot of, an increasing amount of reality shows about wives. Uh, they're 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 all a bunch of rubbish, though. <laughs> Reality yeah, shows about the... wives. Ugh. Should we list off the? <laughs> should we list off the shows about wives? Let's try and find some um, wife wife based shows. Everybody loves Raymond. That's not a wife based show. <laughs> yeah, but it is basically just Deborah and Ray's mum's moves. I forgot the name of. Um, conflict and Ray doing something stupid every episode. Yeah, that's essentially the plot of the, of the thing. Yeah, thing. but hey, Ro- Robert and Frank are funny. But oh. to be honest, they're only funny because they remind me of my 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 oldest brother and dad, respectively. <laughs> okay, that's a weird. Specific. That is. Most but that is everybody loves Raymond for you. I like there's a show called Most Hated TV Wives. <laughs> so we've got Army Wives, The Astronaut Wives, Wife, Wives Club, Prisoner Wives, My Five Wives, Desperate Housewives, uh, The Good Wife, <laughs> uh, Real Housewives, uh, Three Wives, One Husband, Fake uh, Housewives. housewives. <laughs> The Single Wives, Henriette Thibault's Six Wives, Polyamorous <laughs> Wives, uh, This Is My Wife, uh, Killer Wives, Army Wives, Wives With Knives. I don't like that one. <laughs> wives With Knives With Wives. <laughs> Football Wives. Desperate. Uh, uh, you, you, you've been repeating a few of them. No, they're just different iterations of the same. Wife swap, American housewife. Uh, all the wives. Uh, the starter wife, the good wife. Um, TV shows with nagging wives. Why is that an article? I got I got an email from Zoom saying, "Don't Zoom alone." Thank you, Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that would kind of completely invalidate the entire point of Zoom. Thanks, Zoom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I might have well said, don't invalidate me. <laughs> don't use Zoom, essentially, is the... Oh, uh, yay, I've got some news. I've just been accepted into the final of another film competition. Oh, very nice. Huzzah! Huzzah! 
Oh, chunky. Absolutely bloody chunky. Indeed. Well, shall we get get another noun? Yeah, should we get? Uh, should we have one last noun? Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, give me uh, a number between one to ten. Uh, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. That's the amount of times I'm pressing the generate random nouns button. Okay, give me a number between one to ten. Um, six. Four, five, six. Okay. Our last noun. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Our last noun is wife. <laughs> Go press it another six times, then we'll have six, six, six. Okay. Six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Now I need to go six down. One, two, three, four, five, six. Restaurant. 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 They mostly do nice foods. Um, Not all of them. But I could be eating my words. Why do I feel that that might just have been the greatest pun of mine from this season? My God, I you haven't made very good puns, so the bar is ridiculously low. <laughs> I know, but I think that <laughs> that, that did also, just break it. Yeah, the bar is ridiculously low, which is also the name for a, a restaurant for midgets. <laughs> da 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 da. And also, oh. the only game midgets are good at oh. being lim- limbo. <laughs> limbo. That uh, the, the word restaurant comes from the French. Restaurant, to provide food for. To provide food for. It's interesting. There was a massive peak in the use of the word restaurant in around 2010. Because between 1950 and 2010, there was a massive dip in the in the use of the word restaurant. So, what was used for those 50 years? That what was used for those 60 years instead of restaurant? I have no clue. Um... We are going to the eatery. I don't know. No clue. <laughs> the eatery. We are going to the eatery. <laughs> ah, restaurant was originally from the French word restaurant, meaning to restore. Was first used in France in the 16th century to describe the thick and cheap soup sold by street vendors who were advertised to restore your health. That's huh. an interesting etymology. That you is. learn something new every every day here on the low budgets. I think we've got a podcast. Exactly. That's a wicked thing to know, isn't it? That is. All the people. So many people. people. I was way too fast on that. They all, they all go hand in hand. Hand <laughs> in hand. And in oh, hands. Oh, oh. <laughs> <No> <laughs> hands. They all go shaking hands with no hands in hands. She has no hands. Seriously, where are her hands? <laughs> She Ray. has no hand. Caroline. Bum, bum, bum. She has no hands. You can't decline. It cuts to a woman trying to clap with no hands. <laughs> <laughs> trying to bash her, sh- um, her, sh- her shoulders together. <laughs> bash them nubs. Should we, anyway. should we finish off? 
with a very <coughs> quick game of the Bird's Eye Potato Waffle game. Yeah, sure. Bird's Eye Potato Waffle is a waffle versatile. They go with chips. Tomatoes. Bam. Bananas. Nora. Nora. Not Nora. Digestives. Curry. Oblongs. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Oblongs. <laughs> Shame. <laughs> well, I mean, lots of foods are oblong shape. Uh, Bird's Eye Potato Waffle is a waffle versatile. They go with chicken. Fish fingers. Rice. Chicken. Peas. Pods. For God's sake. Had chicken you twice. Bloody me... <laughs> Did we? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Right. Waffle versatile. They go with curry. Eggs. Lamb. <laughs> Cake. Rice. Vanilla cuttings. What? <laughs> you know, like cutting no. the vanilla. Yeah. No. Yes. No. <laughs> oh, that's not a thing. Right. Right. Um, one one last time. Let's try and get up to ten. Okay. Birds eye potato waffles are waffly versatile. They go with biscuits. Baked beans. Lamb. Spaghetti hoops. Rice. Beef. Curry. Wholemeal bread. Beans. Crumpets. Quinoa. Eggs. Vegetable stock cubes. Oxo cubes. Edamame. Butter. Chicken slices. Uh, duck fillets. Rice balls. Tartar sauce. Small bits of beef. HP sauce. <laughs> Pe- peas. Uh, Walker's ready salted. Um, cakes. Monster munch. Onions. Brownies. Pickles. Onions. Scones. Corn. Nice. Corn. Nice. <laughs> what? <laughs> I meant the nice biscuits, but I forgot to say biscuits, so I just said <laughs> nice. How <laughs> oh, nice. Right, should we finish this episode here? Yes. The season Ladies. finale. Gentlemen, this, this has been... Wait, clap with me. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Low Budgets I Think We Got It podcast season one. 26 episodes in the bag. We're almost at two hours. Thank you for tuning in. We love it. When you tune into the podcast, we love you. We want to get in your bed. We want to kiss you. We want to finger your toenails. We want to eat your babies. We want to eat your sister. We love you very much. And we're made of vistas, not the Fords. The things that are used in production of manuscripts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this episode of the Low Budgets. I think we got it podcast. The This is it. This is it. Unless we die in the next two weeks. September 4th. September 4th. We'll be, we'll be back before then. But hopefully Will doesn't die until the first episode, so at least we can get one episode of the new season. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm not going to lie. The, the evidence will be revealed on the 20th of August. We shall find out. Dun, 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 dun. But ladies and gentlemen, we shall be seeing you back again. Tune in at 9am on August the 1st for the very first first episode back of the second season of the low budget so I think we got a podcast this has been I've been uh, Charlie David Hills that's my middle name uh, and you have been say your name go I've been William Harvey Hunt woo alliteration and this 
in its infinite glory. Thank you to all our guests over this season, Max Sutton specifically, and a bunch of the others. I forgot who they were. There was uh, Kurt, there was Morgan, there was Jacob, there was um, Massive Croc. And Harrison. The five. But, but then we you. have the king of them all, Max Sutton. King of them all. And then we're slightly above that. We're God. We are. Thank you for listening to our funky, funky, funky podcast. Beyond the new, uh, this has been a low budget, so I think we got a podcast. And you know what? I oh. think we got it. it. You know, I'm arresting you for joint enterprise.